This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Breakfast on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9, this is Alini Fabry for Breakfast. Download the free Joy 94.9 smartphone app from iTunes today. We're joined on the line direct from LA by the lead man of Postmodern Jukebox. Welcome, Scott Bradley. Hey, Alini, how are you? Yeah, awesome, man. Thanks so much for joining us today on Joy 94.9. Sure thing. In 2009, you released an album called Hello, My Ragtime 80s, and in 2012, uh, a Motown tribute to Nickelback of all bands. How long have you been reworking popular music? Those were the first times that I kind of dipped my toes in remaking things. Um, you know, the 2009 thing was actually just a medley of songs from the 80s, Bon Jovi, you know, uh, Michael Jackson, things like that, done as a ragtime piano. And um, and the Motown Nickelback thing was kind of a precursor to Postmodern Jukebox, which is, you know, the main project I'm working on right now. So how was Postmodern Jukebox formed? Basically, it was kind of like the grown-up version of what I was doing before. In a sense, I had always taken songs, you know, that were popular songs and played them as ragtime or jazz or doo-wop or other genres. I was always, you know, a fan of doing that on piano, but it took me a while to find the right, you know, group of people that could really bring this stuff to life. So I started, you know, just working with a lot of different musicians, and I found that um, there was a lot of people that were into this kind of idea of creating an alternate universe of pop music, so to speak, where you hear, you know, today's pop culture reimagined in decades past. You can do something like take a Miley Cyrus song and make it into a doo-wop song. It was really just um, a matter of, of, you know, a number of years spending time working out these arrangements and meeting different people, and it came together pretty organically, I'd say. So far, I've found about 50 rotating musicians that you've got working with Postmodern Jukebox. Is there like a never-ending list of musicians that you'll um, work with, or do you have a set number of musicians that will work with uh, Postmodern Jukebox? Yeah, it's completely open-ended. I think that, and probably that 50 statistic is probably old now. I think we're probably closer to like 100 by now. The whole idea of it is not a band or anything like that. It's, it's more of like an alternate universe, like this whole thing where... Anybody can come and kind of be a part of this. Anybody with, you know, a great talent, you know, can kind of uh, play a past version of themselves in this universe. And that's been kind of fun. We've had all different types of singers. We've had, you know, some blues singers. We've had some pop singers, some jazz singers, all of them bringing their skill set to, to these arrangements and make it into something special. And you do all of the imaginative and creative work for the audience. So the audience really doesn't need to have an imagination because you set the scene for them right down to, you know, the detail of the sound and the costume and the phrasing and, and you name it. You just go ahead and, and, and choose the songs, the contemporary songs and make it work. So you really take people back to the day. It's it's great fun. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, and it's been really cool to see, uh, you know, people essentially, you know, it means different things to different people. People come to our shows and they'll be dressed up. You know, they might dress as a 1920s flapper or they might dress. It's, it's, it's a pretty amazing thing. And people are starting to get really creative with um, how they appreciate postmodern jukebox. How do you make your song selections and how do you decide what songs go best with which genre? 
Well, I like to pick songs that are very familiar to a lot of people so that, uh, you know, obviously if, it, if we pick a song that everybody knows, most recently we did My Heart Will Go On. Everybody knows that song. You know, some would say that it's pretty overplayed. You know, it's a big Celine Dion song from Titanic. But the way that we did it, it kind of breathes a, a, a different type of life into it by making it into this, like, Frankie Valley slash Jackie Wilson type of number in the 50s. So um, it's about taking songs that are familiar that people know as one way and then just kind of flipping them completely different, uh, essentially giving the song a new meaning by doing so. Yeah, and that song's a great example of that. It's a brand new song. It's so much fun. Totally, totally. Yeah. And so do you have a set amount of vocalists for each genre and style, or is that also open-ended? Uh, you know, I think it's, it's always kind of changing in, in that sense, just like our cast is always changing. We always have kind of a rotating cast, so, which makes every tour unique and, and kind of different. Uh, we have such a wide range of different types of voices to work with. So it's, it's, it's pretty fun for me because there's so many different vocal colors to work with and in these arrangements. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's no limit. There's no real cap on it. And there's a lot of people still that I'm, I'm still waiting to get on a video or that I'm, I'm waiting to, you know, get the chance to work with. And it's, it's all very exciting. Joy 94.9, this is Lenny Fabry for Beckfast speaking with Scott Bradley from Postmodern Jukebox. Sisters on Twitter. Follow her today at B E K F A S T. Joy ninety four point nine. Breakfast on Joy ninety four point nine. It's Lenny for breakfast. You're on Joy 94.9, Australia's GLBTIQ community radio station. For more info on ways to connect, listen to thousands of our podcasts and prizes to win, visit joy.org.au. We're joined on the line direct from LA by the lead man of Postmodern Jukebox, Scott Bradley. I know you've got quite a unique uh, process for recording. Can you tell us about that? Well, it's um, I call it kind of a MacGyver process, pretty homemade. Um, <laughs> you know, we kind of are doing away with the... You know, not, we're not, we don't want to do the approach that a lot of the record labels do, where they put these really slick productions with auto-tune and all that stuff. And Instead, we just want to get really talented people, put them in a room, and make the viewer feel like they're sitting on my couch just watching all these amazing musicians you know, do these transformations. So it's basically just a camera on a tripod. You know, no, no, not even a cameraman, you know, just a camera on a tripod. Just in all the instruments mic'd up and everything, and we record the sound at the same time they record the video, and then just sync them up, and we're good to go. So single shot recording, and you know, if there's an error or someone coughs or sneezes, it's in there. There's some tracks that I've released that have air conditioner noise, parts where people bump a microphone, or sometimes I think there was a dog that knocked over a microphone one time. <laughs> you know, we keep it in because it's real. And do you think that's kind of reflective of how recordings were done back in the day? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. Um, when you think of all those great Motown records, I mean, the Motown sound, that was everybody in one room. I mean, they're, everything about those kind of recordings was so organic. And, um, you know, and, and as a result, they kind of have this, this layer of, 
uh, nostalgia on them. You know, when you hear them, you, you're immediately taken back in time, even if you didn't live in de- during those days. Like, I don't, know, I don't know what the 60s were like or the 50s or anything. I didn't live in that era. But when I hear an old Beatles recording or something by The Temptations, I, I feel like a nostalgia for that time. Yeah, I feel that too. It is lovely to have that that single shot recording. You can feel everybody's energy on that recording, you know. It's totally, not, it, totally. I mean, it, it, it just makes it very authentic. That, absolutely. That's kind of what we strive for. And so do you use, uh, to get that um, additional vintage sound, do you use vintage equipment? Um, not really. I guess, um, I mean, we use mics that are maybe have a little bit of vintage characteristics to them, um, but we're not definitely not recording on reel-to-reel or anything. <laughs> you know, got deadlines still. <laughs> you know, we just produced our own vinyl records. You know, finally we got our music on vinyl, and we were actually pretty slow to do it. People have been telling us for years, like, get your music on vinyl. Like, why aren't you selling vinyl? So we finally did that. So baby steps. We're kind of embracing a return to those those formats too. Yes, yeah, sweet. I think even uh, people like Kanye West uh, recognize that the best equipment was made back in the day, you know, not when they were trying to pump out, you know, mass production of stuff. So that's what I mean by that. Right. Right. Yeah. And and when you there's no question when you hear something on, you know, mixed on this that old equipment that it it really does take you back to a different era. So you're um you've got a really a large presence on YouTube. You've got over a million subscribers and you've had over 2 million views on your YouTube channel. Uh, what do you think of the platform in terms of sharing your music and connecting with your audience? Uh, I think it's, it's it's the best for a lot of people. I think, um, you know, I never... There was, a, there was never really a time where I actively, you know, pursued getting a record deal. And that was just because, you know, I realized that all the things the record label does, I can do myself thanks to YouTube and thanks to other models of distribution, you know, and a lot of things that we can do better than a record label. You know, we're not bogged down by any kind of bureaucracy or anything like that. So if a song comes out, you know, on Monday and then I hear it on Tuesday, I can write an arrangement and possibly record it on Wednesday and get it up, you know, the next day on Thursday. So we can have that kind of quick turnaround that a record label can never do. You've just got to have your head around social media and marketing these days. Yes, you've got to have the talent, but you've just got to know how to market it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think that, you know, nowadays it's, it's really best if an artist, an artist should be their own record label. You know, if you're an independent artist, you're, that's what essentially you are. You're your own label. So you need to think how a label thinks and not necessarily always how an artist. The, being the artist is definitely the, the fun part for me, you know, but I realize how necessary it is to, to understand the other end of the business. And so then with that, then you really need to know about your fans. And so what do you know about your fans? Do they cross generations, communities, sexualities? You... Absolutely, all that. I mean, it's incredibly diverse fan base, which makes it so fun for me too, because you you hear from people from all walks of life, and they all have different stories, and they can all relate to the postmodern jukebox in different ways. I mean, it's so funny. Sometimes we'll look out of the crowd and we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see some younger younger people, some kids, stuff and, and they're all really excited but then we'll look and we'll see like you know an 80 year old woman singing along to the words of anaconda by Nicki minaj <laughs> and you know it's it's stuff like that that really sticks with you because you're like wow i would never in a million years you know think that that was uh, something in the realm of possibility but uh, because of our, our music is you know it's, it's kind of a blending of old and new so different people take different things from it Joy 94.9, this is Lenny for Beckfast speaking with Scott Bradley from Postmodern Jukebox.
Breakfast is on Twitter. Follow her today at B-E-K-F-A-S-T. Breakfast on Joy 94.9. Joy 94.9. This is Lini for Breakfast, speaking with Scott Bradley. Why do you think your music has struck such a chord with people now? I think that there's a a sense of people being kind of tired of being force-fed certain things on the radio. There's, uh, I mean, not to say that there's... You know, that there's not good songs coming out because, of course, there are some great songs coming out that are, you know, making it to the charts and everything. But in general, there's a certain sound to most pop music. It's a little bit more doctored and it's not really something that's like a pure type of sound. You know, that's kind of what we're what we're doing. You know, we're saying we're not really trying to be part of the music industry so much as just being our own industry, our own version of the music industry. I think that that idea uh, is a little bit appealing to a lot of people that maybe, you know, don't necessarily like what's on the radio. But at the same time, you can also really appreciate pop music. And, and honestly, most of us, we do appreciate pop music. And, you know, we enjoy the songs that we're covering. We think that they're, you know, it's fun music. So you can definitely enjoy that kind of music and also like what we're doing. I mean, I, I think that we've kind of been able to tap into a certain nostalgia for, you know, a time that most people, most of our fans didn't even live in. So that's been kind of a, a cool thing. Are there any genres you need to uh, tick off your list? Oh, geez. All right. There's... There's a lot. I mean, I think we were just talking about the other day that we haven't done a tango yet. Oh, nice. And, uh, that would be something that would be... Um, I'd love to arrange something for, you know, uh, uh, a marching band or, or a barbershop quartet or one of those those things, too. I mean, I haven't done that yet. Excellent. Is there any punk in there somewhere? Punk? Oh, yeah, that would be great to remake some punk songs. Nothing's uh, off limits. I mean, let's see. The closest thing that we've gotten to punk so far was probably... We did Green Day, but we did Modern Day Green Day, which maybe isn't, you know, exactly like punk. But but we'll see. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. Awesome. That would be great. So how many postmodern yeah. jukebox members will be out on the tour in Melbourne on September 9th at the Forum? Uh, we'll be travel with a pretty group, big group. You know, you're going to see, I think, anywhere between four and six vocalists on any given show. Uh, and in addition, you know, we have a tap dancer, we have an MC, we have a horn section. Uh, we know how to pack a tour bus, that's for sure. That sounds like a really cool show. Oh, yeah. It's just a party, you know, every night. It's it's just a, a big vintage party. Yeah, awesome. So does the lineup change from tour to tour, or is it... Uh, yeah, it's a rotating cast, so that's been that's kind of cool. Everybody, you know, rotates in and out, and, you know, that allows, you know, new people to kind of get involved and put their own spin on stuff. It just keeps it fresh so that every time you see a tour, you're going to see, you know, a different experience, and it's... Um, and, and we keep the vocalists very diverse in style and, and everything so that, uh, you know, people can appreciate a lot of different types of styles. You know, post-modern jukebox, we want to make it, I want to bring post-modern jukebox all around the world and make sure that it's always on tour, that people can always see post-modern jukebox. And yeah. I think that, you know, it's, it's something that I believe in a lot. I think that 
the, this kind of music. I, I mean, it's a great show. I I love the people that I work with in the show, and I I really believe in their talents, and I want their talents to be seen all over the world. So whatever I can do to make that happen, you know, I'm going to try to do. Well, you're doing it. So you've just released a new album, Swipe Right for Vintage. How have you included yeah. your fans in creating this vintage Tinder? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> well, I was th- I was thinking of I, I still have to actually dig through photo albums uh, myself, but I, I I thought it would be kind of a funny tie-in to get people to post pictures of you know their grandparents basically just looking hot back in the day. You know, everybody had you know grandparents that you know would dress dapper and and or be very glamorous so um you know why not create a kind of a montage of you know all of our grandparents looking looking fly <laughs> so swipe right for vintage is uh, the postmodern jukebox new album and that is out now the tour kicks off in new zealand at the end of august and then you're in melbourne september 9 at the forum and fans can upgrade their ticket for a vip which includes uh, meet and greet with yourself and the rest of postmodern jukebox details are on the website postmodernjukebox.com thanks so much scott for your time today direct from la yeah you got it yeah, thanks, man. It's Leany for breakfast. You're on Joy 94.9, Australia's GLBTIQ community radio station. For more info on ways to connect, listen to thousands of our podcasts and prizes to win, visit joy.org.au. You're on Joy 94.9. I'm going to fight them all. A seven-nation army couldn't hold me back They're gonna rip it off Taking their time right behind my back And I'm talking to myself at night Because I can't forget Back and forth through my mind behind Breakfast is on Twitter. Follow her today at B-E-K-F-A-S-T. Joy 94.9, you're listening to Breakfast. Massive thank you to Leanie who spoke with Scott Bradley from Postmodern Jukebox during the week so that we could share that with you this morning. And we played three tracks that they have reinterpreted. That one just there was Seven Nation Army. Uh, prior to that, we heard their version of Sweet Child of Mine. And uh, the first track we played was the one that Scott mentioned in the chat with Leanie, and that was My Heart Will Go On. They put a new um, film clip on YouTube every Thursday. You can uh, pop Postmodern Jukebox in your search engine 
and you'll find all the details or you can go direct to their website, postmodernjukebox.com and find the details of their tour. They're coming out to Australia and they'll be here in uh, September and it'd be worth checking out, I reckon. Yep. I think you might have liked the sound of that. Thanks again to Lini for um, having that chat with Scott during the week for us. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Sharon Van Etten. She's uh, released a little five-track EP. It's called I Don't Want to Let You Down. And let's hear the title track from it here at Joy 94.9. Breakfast is on Twitter. Follow her today at B-E-K-F-A-S-T. You can find more Joycasts in show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.